Welcome to the NutriNet Podcast. This is Raisa, nutritionist and your host. Let's talk about teas. For this episode, I welcome Daria all the way from Paris and France. She's the founder of Le Thé Chic, which sells delicious blends of organic teas. Daria and I talk about the therapeutic benefits of different tea blends and the science behind making the perfect cup of tea. Hello, Daria. Thank you so much for joining me um, all the way from Paris. You are my first uh, guest that is from all the way over there, so I couldn't be more excited to welcome you. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much for inviting me. And how are you? You were, you were actually just telling me that you were enjoying a nice cup of tea. <laughs> oh, yes, I did. I, I did. It was uh, really good. <laughs> um, what is your, what would you say is your, your favorite blend? Uh, my favorite blend is uh, these herbs. It's difficult to say exactly which kind of type of blend, but I really like everything with a lot of herbs and uh, such as cacao chai we have. And there is uh, green tea sencha and mate and also rose hips uh, and many other things, which is make it really, really aromatic and great uh, taste, really energizing. Oh, okay. I actually really enjoy, um, I think in, in, there are a few stores over here in the US. Uh, one I believe is called David's Tea. So they have a bunch of really fruity, um, fruity and kind of on the sweet end. Uh, so that's usually the blends that I gravitate to. But I do remember you um, showing one of your blends with the cacao and it just sounded so amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it is. You know, sometimes you can have tea instead of dessert because they are so rich in flavor and they're really, uh, really good, really tasty. You don't need sometimes sugar. You just grab a tea. Ah, so you're someone who, who doesn't tend to, to sweeten it because you just have it pure. I try to, I try not to eat all the time sugar. I keep it for special days. Ah, yes. <laughs> we do have to be mindful about our sugar intake for sure. Yes. Um, but I, I know that there are some teas, at least for me personally, uh, sometimes it can, I do like enjoy like a little bit of honey to add like a little bit of a boost. Uh, but mm -hmm. I'm definitely with you on that one. I think we should definitely be more mindful about the, the amount of sweetness that we add into our day to day. Um, but before we go too crazy diving into teas, because I can't wait to talk about this with you, this is a, a true topic that I really enjoy talking about, but I would love to know a little bit more about you. I actually, we never had a chance to sit and, and actually have a, a conversation about, about each other. So uh, I think this is a great time um, for a little introduction. So tell me a little bit about you, some things that, like some things that you love, like some of your passions. Uh, well, I originally, I'm not from France uh, originally, but I came to France 10 years ago and I started in art school. I'm a um, certified graphic designer and apart, my kind of fashion is contemporary art and uh, both things going together. And basically not long time ago, but a few years ago, we started with my boyfriend, tea company, because um, in Eastern Europe, tea is have very strong uh, uh, presence in the culture and basically everybody loves tea. If you go to anybody's house, they bring you a cup of tea. Tea is the first drink ever and it's like coffee for Italians. They have tea for us. So basically 
I, I love tea and all everything connected to the tea. And so basically, uh, we couldn't find any interesting uh, flavors of loose leaf tea in the organic market, which what was is available in stores. And we decided to make our own brand. We thought like, come on, something is missing. And um, and since then we are we are keep uh, keep going. And for us, the most important is um, the aspect of health. And basically, you you are what you eat and what you drink. And really, health is it's very important. And so we have to be really mindful, especially nowadays. Many people are understanding uh, the aspect like you have to eat healthy and drink. Uh, healthy thing so um yes and uh, and this is kind of my also passion and uh, i learned so many things about tea and uh, and overall uh, it's really fascinating the subject of the tea itself and oh i i couldn't agree more with you seriously like the uh, the benefits of tea it's funny because i remember ever since i was a little girl um it, it was uh, in Brazil, we, I, I, like, for a long time, I feel that we, we've always really embraced um, natural remedies, right? My mom kind of mm-hmm. uh, raised us to, oh, if you're feeling um, a tummy ache, oh, have some tea. If you're feeling this, have tea, have tea. <laughs> yeah. I remember at the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, like, no, this is not the way to treat things. But but that's like, as a as, as a young girl, and now I see all these benefits that I was already raised in a way and and it worked for me, you know, and it still works for me. And and I have such a deep respect for tea because not only is it a social thing that you sit and and you can enjoy a nice cup of tea with your friends and and conversation and just enjoy each other's companies and the flavors and everything that goes into that experience, but also teas in general have such a therapeutic benefit to the body i mean there's so it comes from nature like nothing better than than what actually comes from nature right so it's it's amazing to see that you were able to turn your passion basically into your career and create this wonderful company now make sure i want to make sure that i'm not pronouncing this uh incorrectly so it's leteshik is that it yes leteshik Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend uh, to... It's okay. <laughs> I mean, I studied French in high school, which I know a lot of people say that, but for only two years, and, and it's very, you know... <laughs> it's it's like, not easy. No, it's not. But you know what? It did make it... The fact that I knew Portuguese first, I have to say, did um, make it a lot easier for me during school, at least. I, I mean, I'm sure that if I actually went to... Um, Paris and I tried to have a conversation I don't think that I would do that well Um, but when I'm reading and things like that I can actually pick up on some of the words and the meaning behind it just because there is that similarity to Portuguese Um, so just Portuguese I think so it's very difficult also language not really not really easy (laughs) Uh, yeah well I do hear that hear that a lot but um, I guess since that's where I came from, then it's like, you, it, you don't have that vision, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, but it's so easy, you know, it's so natural. <laughs> um, so then um, you were mentioning uh, you got, you got into teas because you actually loved it so much. So how did the, the name come about, Le Teixique? 
I love it. <laughs> and your branding, by the way, is absolutely amazing. So it does make Thank sense you. that you come from that background. Well, uh, we've been searching for a long time about for the name and we wanted to make it something different. And then uh, I said, like, why not become, um, why we not incorporate the image of Paris, you know, and Paris is famous for being chic and beautiful. And we just keep this word chic and we add it to the T. And the easiest names, the, the simplest names, they're easy to remember. And... Um, Paris is really uh, the beauty of Paris and all that image of Paris. It's kind of united in the name, in the name of our brand of the tea. Yeah, there is very, like I mentioned, I have not been, um, but it kind of reminds me. So I, I only have uh, what you see in movies, right? So your branding actually reminds me a lot of when I was watching the movie Marie Antoinette. Um, have you seen that one? I, yeah. With, uh, Kristen Dunst, right? I think that's her name. Yeah. Um, so it just has all that for me, it just really reminds me of that. And I find it absolutely beautiful. So again, I want to compliment you so much on your branding. It's absolutely amazing. And the name, it just gives me that. I, I feel that tea has that, um, sophistication behind it almost. Don't you think so? Yes, it's true. Um, it's very, well, we want to make it like, we want to make it sophisticated, but our flavors are also sophisticated by themselves. But also, they are very natural and and tasty. By you know, the, it's not like uh, added some synthetic mm -hmm. flavor. It mm -hmm. all comes from the fruits and herbs which in it, is in, in it. Which that's actually really important because if you look, a lot of I mean, teas are are trending with the whole holistic approach to health and wellness. Uh, but you do have to be careful with the type of tea that you get because a lot of times um, the herbs might not be organic, which what that means is that you're just basically putting um, pesticides into your body, right? And that's not, and then that kind mm -hmm. of annuls a little bit the benefits, the therapeutic benefits of having tea. Another thing is you will see um, what you mentioned, really, really amazing point because a lot of tea brands will actually include um, natural, natural, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, yes. fragrance and flavor and all that stuff that in reality, you don't even really know what it is. So uh, something that I really do appreciate about your brand, which I had seen um, the different types of blends that you have is that it's basically it's just the herbs. It's like it's such a pure, clean and organic blend. So um, I, I definitely, and I, the other thing that I did see is that yours are typically the, the leaves, right? Yeah, only leaves. And, um, um, we have organic, um, certificate, mm -hmm. uh, which is comes not really easy. And, uh, it's, we have strict rules in Europe in terms of organic and controlling of the food. So you should not worry when you have something organic from Europe, mm -hmm. it's purely organic. And, uh, I think it also comes to education of people that is know what is it, uh, how tea are flavored, what is a natural waste, because most of the time when it says naturally flavored, if it's really organic uh, tea, it's probably came from the flowers or it comes sometimes from the essential oils. They flavor it this way too. And it's uh, flavoring with flowers, for example, is very ancient way of doing it. So it's not like something new. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. But then again, like you also don't, you can't be a hundred percent sure what they mean on the label with that. Right. Yeah. Yes. It's just uh, the matter of education. I think brands responsible themselves, how they are presenting the product and how the transparent they are about the ingredients. They have to educate also people and think what is inside of our tea and, and things like that. It's kind of comes with responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I have a very important question for you, Daria. <laughs> so you are a <laughs> tea drinker. Um, does coffee ever have a place in your heart <laughs> by any chance? Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, but I'm not a big coffee drinker. I'm, well, I drink one cup of coffee first part of the day uh, because I like taste of the coffee and uh, you know, and uh, and then I drink only teas. I drink also coffee when I go to cafe because in Paris we don't have often good teas or real teas served in the cafe. Many times they are like uh, in a tea bags or I don't know what is inside. They put like fresh meat and, and something it doesn't even taste like a tea. So I prefer to be, I avoid disappointment. I just offered a cup of espresso, you know. And otherwise, I drink all the time tea and I bring it with me many times in a thermos. Mm-hmm. Um, in the winter, it's really nice. In summer, when you're thirsty, you have a cold tea with you. So you would say that um, uh, Paris is more of a, it runs more on coffee, kind of like the US in a way. I think Paris runs on wine. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you got me there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and uh, I think it's culture or French culture like wine is really important. But indeed, many um, many people and many aged women and more than men, uh, well, aged like they are forty plus, they are really concerned about their health. They stop drinking caffeine almost maybe few sometimes uh, coffee, and they drink all the time tea. And many of them are really tea tea lovers you know they know everything about tea which one they like they try to to, to try new things or another type of people are young women like 30 years old mm-hmm. and they like uh, to do like i don't know yoga on, or all those kind of activities about spiritual health health uh, overall and and they drink a lot of teas i didn't saw a lot of men but women these two categories are really uh, into teas in in france Ah, I I feel that it's to be honest. I feel it's a little bit like that over here too. Um, not that. Uh, I, I mean it. It is growing, but I feel that you do see a lot more of that trend in the, like in women. I would say yeah. So so we're definitely in the same. I feel at least from my observations. <laughs> um. So we started this podcast already diving into a, um an area that I wanted to take this conversation to, which is the. That the fact that tea just has so many benefits for our health. So I, I have a few. I think that probably the 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 main five categories that I would say uh, when it comes to. I mean, I think that there are a bunch, but I wanted to focus on these five and um, pick your brain to what you think. Which one's your favorite? So the first one I think would be um, energy, right? A lot of people, like you're mentioning, they drink coffee for that energy boost. So when it comes to teas, which one would you say um, is your your favorite? For energy, I would go for classical black tea, such as from 
um, from our brand, Earl Grey, or um, uh, just a black tea from Assam region in India or Sri Lanka. That one is really strong and they're really um, good for energy boost. Also, gunpowder is great too. It's a pure um, non-flavored green tea. Um, also, it depends. Uh, in tea, it depends um, uh, the caffeine level. Uh, depends on the type of tea you drink. Sometimes, of course, if you drink a lot of cups of green tea, you will have a lot of caffeine inside of you, a lot of energy. <laughs> if you drink just one cup in the morning of black tea, well, uh, okay, it will have it. Uh, and maybe after four hours, it go away because usually tea keeps caffeine inside of the body for up to five hours. Yes. And um, so basically, yes, sometimes there is a new research is all the time going on. And so basically... I've been reading about uh, that uh, white tea has the most caffeine in it, but it all comes to the type of tea you drink exactly and amount of tea you are steeping. Mm. So the, let's say, okay, so there are different types of, of like the black tea, for example, can come from different areas and the type of the amount of caffeine and things like that will vary in flavor depending on where the region is from. Yes. Well, of course, it's coming everything from the one plant. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter how they're preparing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Well, India is famous by the strong tea um, and Sri Lanka also. I can say that maybe in China, they have like pu'er black tea, which is very famous. And it's not that strong uh, by itself. It's like strong, but not like bitter and not the same taste, not the same aroma. Mm-hmm. And it's not the same in terms of, you know, caffeine. You, you don't feel that much, like huge amount of energy, you know, okay. flow. So. And also the good thing about uh, teas, and, and it's something I feel that a lot of people do share as feedback when they switch from coffee to tea, is that coffee a lot of times gives you that, um, jitters, right? Like I, I actually can say that that happens to me if I have more than one cup, I'll get kind of jittery for the rest of the day. And my blood pressure can also um, fluctuate a lot. Uh, so that's something that I definitely don't feel when I switch my coffee for tea. Well, I, I do love that. Uh, you get like a, um, you get, you still get a, a little energy boost, um, but you don't feel as bad. I feel like for the rest of the day. And the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I wanted to pick your brain on, what are your think, what are your thoughts on matcha? Is that, is um, that something you you've experimented with also? Yes, um, matcha is uh, basically a green tea. Uh, mixed into powder uh, really uh, you know greened into really really tiny like pieces little particles and um, but I don't know much I, I find much is really tasty in the cooking in mm-hmm. the uh, pastries or cakes ice cream is fantastic with matcha iced tea with milk is really good um, but uh, uh, it's for me personally, it's a little bit too bitter. Yes, <laughs> I'm a hundred um, with you on that. <laughs> I know it's supposed to be bitter like that, but it's a little bit too much bitterness. Like, for example, in uh, whole leaf tea, I feel like aroma, I feel like aftertaste, and it's kind of like mildness or sweetness. In matcha, I feel at the beginning 
too much um, bitterness and only after mm -hmm. comes little sweetness, you know. But yeah. of course, it depends on the person and how they perceive all this kind of taste. Yeah, I remember when I first started experimenting with matcha because, I mean, it became very trendy, right? Every, it was everywhere, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And even they even make donuts and <laughs> all these <laughs> things over here with matcha. Um, but the matcha that people are used to having, they, I feel that people very rarely do they really know the flavor of matcha because it's, it's just when you buy it, it's so, it's so sweetened. Like if you go to Starbucks and you have your matcha latte, it's just swimming in, in syrup and liquid sugar. Right. Yes. And, and that's no wonder it tastes like it tastes nice, you know, because the bitterness and the sugar kind of really has a nice balance to it. But then when you try to replicate that at home, it has a very, very bitter flavor. And I find, I found it very strong too. So matcha is an interesting one. It's definitely something that I, I find fascinating, the different combinations that, that people come up with and, and it, it's an experience for sure. So, but I do agree with you on that one, that it, it is a little bit on the bitter side for me. And I kind of, I tend to stay away from it because I, don't fully enjoy the flavor and for me to enjoy it i have to sweeten it to a point that i also don't feel comfortable with <laughs> with the amount of sugar <laughs> that goes into it um okay so we talked a little bit about the coffee substitute right so it'll be your black teas your green teas the um you said earl gray also and um white tea as well and mm -hmm. how about, this is a huge one, I feel, which is sleep. So many people have issues with um, not being able to sleep. I feel that, unfortunately, a lot of people are turning even to medication before trying some alternative routes. So what would be some of your uh, favorite herbs for sleep? Well, I have insomnia for uh, many years and I also oh, tried uh, synthetic like medications uh -huh. and they make everything even worse. A natural one, like they sell in the pharmacy, like herbs, these herbs, like not always working for me. And uh, so I try and it works for me and I think for everybody else, uh, it's a honey bush. So basically it's a shrub which is growing in South Africa and it has slight natural taste of honey, but not too strong, natural uh -huh. taste. Okay. Uh, it contain no caffeine is very good for calming body so um so basically uh, you doesn't feel like uh, okay now you drink it and you immediately going to sleep no you feel like gradual relaxation mm -hmm. and you can add extra honey you can give it to kids even it's really uh, it's really nice and uh, it's not the same taste as rooibos but for example um it tastes like honey rooibos is more like vanilla okay uh-huh yeah yes okay so um, i can say like it's it can be um herbal different herbal blends for example some which contain melissa or um but it depends also from the blend because some of them we have they are look like they are with fruits and everything but mm -hmm. they're actually energy boosting and they are not really relaxing honey bush is really good for relaxation Okay. And that would be also for not only sleep, but for stress management, basically. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. it's funny because I did look through the different blends that you have and I had seen Honeybush, which is interesting because I actually hadn't um, seen it before. Uh, I wasn't too familiar with that herb. Usually when I see like the sleep blends and things like that, you'll see 
like lavender, chamomile, passion flower, like valerian root, lemon balm, things like that. So I was very interested in honey bush and I actually would love to to try it and I'm gonna I'm gonna start looking uh to see if I can if I can also find it in those sleep blends. I actually um this is very uh nerdy and dorky of me but <laughs> but I I tend to uh stay, stay in the in the supermarket. I'll look at teas and I just I just love looking at the blends and what what is in the teas. <laughs> so I'll be paying attention if I find that. Yeah, you should try. Uh, you should go, of course, not in two bags, but normal uh, loose leaf. Uh, yeah. That you can dose as much as you want. And you can also drink it cold, but uh, you definitely have to try. It really works. It's really give com- comfort feeling and all this kind of coziness. And I, I love what you said. First of all, it's brilliant because this is something that you personally struggled with and that has worked for you. Um, but I did love what you said, um, that it's not that you drink it and boom, you crash and you just fall asleep. It's like a gradual thing. And that's beautiful because that's how, that's how everything in health is, right? It's not like, um, you take something and you get like an automatic result. You kind of have to allow your body to adapt and to take all the nutrients in and to go into a natural flow and the way you described it, I just really enjoyed it. So I wanted to mention that. <laughs> um, and okay. So we talked a little bit about the energy booster, sleep and relaxation. The next big one that I find that even to be honest, this is even my first aid. Like I carry teas in my bag for whenever I have this is indigestion. So when you're feeling bloat or acid reflux, things like that, uh, what are your go-to blends or like herbs? Um, for a mix of spices like Ayurveda. Well, actually it's more, we call it this way because uh, Ayurveda is like really reminds me of this, uh, what they cook in India, this kind of teas with a lot of spices mm-hmm. and, and we call our blend, but basically it's just a blend with uh, cinnamon, ginger, peppercorns, cardamom and cloves and all this mix is really helping to digestion mm-hmm. um, because it, in, in peppercorn uh, there is some kind of little elements um, which really makes difference and um, and it also stimulates in immune system it's very tasty on itself or you can drink it with uh, vegetable milk or you can drink it like it is or maybe just cold or hot doesn't matter you can try it you just keep it all the time with you in a little thermos and you bring it everywhere with you no problem oh okay so you use you actually use your um ayurveda blend um kind of like a chai almost yeah because uh well it's just difference uh in the names uh-huh because of the different culture in india they say yeah, yeah. It's differently named, and in Europe and West is different. Yeah. It also, uh-huh. It's just little misunderstanding. Yeah, it's basically uh, chai is a mix of herbs, and so when it's like chai tea, it means mm-hmm. spicy tea. So basically, for us, it's our blend is chai. It, it's a mix of uh, uh-huh. it's a mix of uh, spices. But you can try um, to mix Ayurveda with uh, just with Jute, like a black tea. Okay. Uh, which is pure tea and see how it goes. Uh, or try Ayurveda and honey bush. Mm-hmm. 
this blend can be too done um, and just ex it adds extra extra flavor extra new experience okay all right and you, you said that you did you did mix it with milk too right yes you can do it with milk you can do it without you don't need to put it like traditional chai tea and uh, cook it on the uh -huh. stove okay. you just uh, pour inside uh, take a um, one tablespoon of the ayurveda and then add hot milk and you basically steep it for 10 minutes 10 to 15 yeah okay. it's not really fast but it's really good for infusion um okay you know uh i actually uh haven't used those herbs personally the one that i typically go to and it, it's seriously in my purse and i have it with me at all times because you never know when you're gonna eat something and you're gonna feel like a little discomfort or you're gonna feel bloated and for me that discomfort is like the worst thing when you have to run errands so, <laughs> so yeah. I, I always carry with me um a little bag of fennel and uh well the fennel tea right um and if i ever have experienced that i just go somewhere where i can find some hot water and just prepare it and usually it works really well for me um but i do love it in terms of like fennel is a little bit sweet uh but what you just were describing sounds absolutely amazing and i i really love teas so like everything that you're saying to me i'm like oh i want to try that i want to try that <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so last but not least, um, how about uh, you did mention that the, the Ayurveda I think already helps with uh, digestion, immunity, right? Oh, digestion, but it also helps with immunity, right? You said yes. Okay, so what would be your your go to for when you're feeling a little bit under the weather, like a cold and flu kind of thing? Um, for a cold and flu, mm -hmm. well, definitely honey bush works well. Uh, for immune system, um, you can do you can taste uh, the abundance tea, okay. um, which is mix of cinchia, lemongrass, ginger, marigold, cranberry. Uh, it's that really, really uh, good. It's really amazing. Lemongrass so tasty. It brings flavor to everything. It's really tasty, and um, cranberry contains very high amount of vitamin C. Mm -hmm. uh it's kind of famous through uh, everywhere in europe you know our grandparents used to eat uh, drink cranberry tea or whatever you know like little confiture and it really helps to fight all these kind of uh, not nice feelings in winter ah and uh, there's also the sorry for interrupting but the the cranberry supplements usually are for urinary tract infections so um the tea probably has to some point that benefit as well, right? Yes, indeed. Um, I think everything is like connected mm -hmm. and uh, everything from the nature makes uh, kind of uh, makes certain um, benefit for your body. And it's really, uh, um, there is nothing wrong with drinking uh, and for example, cranberry, and uh, sure, it will help your immune system and mm -hmm. to help urine system, and it's uh, it's only benefits. And with the flavor, like you mentioned, it, it gives like that extra experience with that, yes. that tea typically gives, right? Oh, it, like I said, the blends that you're describing are seriously absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we talked a little bit of the 
therapeutic aspect of some of your blends. Um, I would actually love to dive into a little bit with you since you are the expert on the science behind making that perfect cup of tea. Because if I'm being 100% with you, um, and I feel that probably a lot of people are in the same boat, <laughs> uh, there, there is kind of that, um, since, since it's very, since everyone's kind of busy, you're on the go, that you'll just heat up water in the microwave and just use that to make your tea. How big of a no-no is that? <laughs> Oh, definitely no microwave. <laughs> I think it's very American thing. I never hear people heat in Europe is microwave water. <laughs> I mean, like if you go in Italy and they heat for your coffee in microwave, it's like really strange. <laughs> and uh, uh -huh. I don't know. It's like kind of uh, love to microwave. <laughs> well, uh, you should not use, you should not heat water in microwave because uh, probably you will not uh, bring water to the right temperature. And of course, it's much faster and easier with an electric kettle. And if you have, like, for example, it's easy to know when the water is right temperature. If you, for example, generally, green tea, you heat it till 70 to 85 degrees Celsius. It means when water in tea pot starts uh, boiling. When you mm -hmm. hear the little bubbles, okay, it's 70, between 70 to 85, it's enough for green tea. You stop it. When you hear water is already boiling, 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 it's like uh, 100 degrees Celsius and the water is perfect for black and herbal tea. So you, you oh. don't need microwave because you can do it easily with kettle. <laughs> and, and to be honest, I don't think that, okay, like I have done that. Okay, Daria, <laughs> I definitely heated my water in the microwave before. Um, but, but it's because like I, I really, that's why I love to pick your brain on this one because uh, I do want to know if there is, I had no idea that it actually matters, the, the temperature. I mean, I can't say that I had no idea, but I never really thought about it that much. Um, that I love the boiling points that you're giving as a reference for the different types of teas. Um, but you can't really... So what would you say is the, the best way to do it? Because even the electric kettles, I think that you can't really control that much. The temperature just kind of boils and then turns it off on its own. Yeah, when it turns it off, it's then, well, I don't know how about producers in US, but in Europe, it's basically made to turn off at 100 degrees Celsius. Oh, so it's okay. So it will be okay for black or herbal tea. The thing is like, if you overdo the water, so basically you will have too bitter tea. If you add too much, um, too much of the tea leaves or you you steep it for too long, you will also have a bitter tea. So basically, it's really important. Everybody have nowadays iPhone and a timer on iPhone. You just can set it to really fast. You boil the water to the temperature I, I give you, mm -hmm. uh, the, the total degrees. And basically, then you steep it. Um, you put leaves in your teapot or in a paper filter. And basically, you steep it and you wait, well, two, three minutes or five minutes depends what you're doing and that's it you just put timer on your phone that's it if you don't have anything like any other timer for cooking that's fine mm -hmm. the the other thing that you did mention that i was definitely guilty of um i i would heat up the water so basically i, I did everything wrong <laughs> i would heat up the water in the microwave then i would put my tea bag in my mug it's because usually it was in the middle of a work day so i and i would just leave my tea bag 
inside of my mug and just drink it with the tea bag actually inside. Um, usually when it was an herbal tea, that wasn't a huge issue, but that has happened to me with black tea. And it got to the point that it got so bitter that I couldn't even, I had to throw it out basically because I couldn't even drink it. So I, I do like that you mentioned also that, that the time that you leave it in there is very important. And even for herbal, right? You feel that like it's not an herbal tea. It's not that you can just leave it in there also. You should probably just remove it after a while. Yes, because herbal tea, I would be very careful because it's still herbs and uh, they're really uh, uh, strong, uh, strong influence. Um, they bring really strong benefit for health and uh, you know, herbs is herbs and they should not be played like, like that, you know, okay. you should steep them at exact time. And so, because, um, yeah. So basically you can overdo it, even if no. you can't taste it. Um, even if you can't taste the flavor, there is such a thing as too much of an herb inside in terms of benefits that you could be overdoing. Basically the, it won't be therapeutic anymore because it, it's yeah, not sometimes like when you. Yeah, sometimes if you put too much uh, herbs and you oversteep them, it can do bad things instead of good things. Well, that's why herbs used to, for say, for a generation, used to be um, kind of used as a medicine. Mm -hmm. So because, uh, you know, in the right amount, it really helps. Not in the right amount, it really not helps. <laughs> yeah, okay. Th yeah, that makes sense. Just like, just like medicine, even though it's not as concentrated, it's still something that you have to be mindful about, basically. Yes, because some, flavor, some herbs there can have strong flavor and some are not. And it's fine because that's why you have a blend of different herbs is to, to make a balance. Okay. So that, that's one thing that's important. The, the quantity and the temperature of the water and the time of brewing. Now, another yes. question that I did want to ask you is um, pulverized tea in a bag over the actual dry leaf. Like what are the pros and cons of each? Or if there's one that's just completely superior over the other one? Oh, well, uh, well, it's difficult to say. Well, it's, it's a long discussion. People, some people agree, some people <laughs> not, but, uh, well, I can say no. Tea in a, in a bag is not good uh, in any way, you know. Originally, tea bags has been created for hotels, trains, so, and then airplanes, so people can easily enjoy a cup of tea. And first, they was in a goose tea bags, and after it has been replaced with paper. So, Basically, um, we don't see what is inside of, tea, of the tea bag and we can smell it either. Often what you will find in the supermarkets, it's, uh, it's not including honesty brands, uh, is uh, what is, um, it's kind of tea leaf which you've been broke in a little pieces or mm -hmm. often it's even like powder, you know, it's like remains uh, kind of leftovers from their product, tea production, you know, at the tea. Okay. the tea farm so it doesn't have anything else in it it doesn't smell like a tea like you buy whole leaf tea and uh, it doesn't have anything uh, in terms of health benefits you know it's already gone you know everything because it's not originally what it's supposed to be and plus about this about health uh, the tea leaf have to be stored it's really important for tea leaf to be stored uh, close to each other they have to be really tight to uh, positioned and in a big amount so basically when they're all like this together bunch uh, they are really helping um, 
they're really helping each other to keep good all good things inside of the leaf you know it's not really uh uh it doesn't lose all that aroma and all that vitamins you know because they are kind of together united like this and uh, and it really it really makes difference and um, this type of tea you can store um up to two years usually any kind of tea whole leaf uh it has to be consumed in two years yes okay all right I didn't know that. That's, that's good to know. Okay. And, um, I, I've, I've also wanted to ask you that because I, I've heard that in the past that especially when it comes in a bag, not that everything is like, obviously there are brands that focus on quality. So it's just a matter of how they are presenting it to the customer. But, um, even to the point that the, the material of the tea bag has been brought up as a concern as well, because, um, it's being exposed to hot water, which means that it's actually getting into your tea and you're drinking that. So if it's not like um, a clean brand, if they're not being, um, if they, the the materials, like I mentioned, of it are not the purest, it's something that we also don't want to be putting in our bodies. So I, yeah, I love the points that you brought up as well. Um, so we learned a little bit about the science behind making the perfect tea, right? Um, mm -hmm. I would love to know from you how you came up with all of these amazing blends that you have. And uh, you did mention a little bit about your favorites, but um, so how, how did this happen? Um, well, we, we have uh, in our team a naturopath and she always, she's very good. And she always advised us about the, herbs and fruits and uh, its benefits mm -hmm. and uh, first of all uh, we are looking for some interesting blends something really uh, exciting flavors you know because as i say in france we have like kind of limited uh, uh, range of flavors mm -hmm. when it comes to organic teas and uh, and she is really helping us in uh, in uh, in setting the flavor and kind of searching for something uh, new you know Okay. Oh, that's nice that you not only are looking for the, um, the flavor component, but also the benefits. Cause I'm sure she's like, um, very savvy, let's say on, on the therapeutic side of things when yes. it comes to teas. Okay. Nice. And do you have a specific tea routine of your own that you can share with us? Like, what do you do when you're enjoying a cup of tea? Um, well, uh, I like to do some things. I don't know if everybody, uh, if people will do this too. So uh, before going to sleep, I make a cup of herbal tea, like not just a small cup, like a big mug. Mm -hmm. And uh, I go with this mug <laughs> and I uh, in a bed and I take a book. And when it's summer, I open the window and it just, uh, it's just near my bed, the window. So I feel like so freshness of summer, I can read my book and just drink tea. Uh, and so when it's cold, I just cover myself in a blanket and uh, I drink tea. And then uh, after I finish it, I switch off light and I go to sleep. And it's just like giving you such a feeling, a relaxing feeling. And you feel super comfortable and cozy. The way you described it, I just completely imagined it in my mind. Actually. <laughs> that sounds <really> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So you 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 have you have it incorporated basically in your before bedtime routine. Yes, I, I really love tea before going to sleep. 
Oh, nice. I, I do it every now and then. Um, but when I, when I do it, I definitely feel the difference. But I, what I love about what you're saying is that it's just like such an, a, a nice way to unwind because like I mentioned, I'm completely guilty of whenever I'm drinking tea, I'm also doing something else at the same time. So I'm like multitasking, I'm either working and I'm not stopping to actually enjoy and be mindful of that cup of tea. And I, to be honest, I feel that that's like um, part of the therapy behind drinking tea is actually enjoying it and it's the whole experience and it shouldn't be uh, rushed, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, you have I, to you have to enjoy it definitely. Yeah, I, I feel that there's like a, a connection with the amount of benefits that you get out of those herbs. It's almost like maybe maybe almost like a like I, and I'm not bringing like religion or anything like or spirituality, but it's just like you you have a connection with nature more so than when you actually stop and and put your full focus on that. I just, it just kind of. Yes. Uh, well, the, the mindful even eating or we drink tea, uh, it's very important. And I think there is, if I'm not wrong, uh, in uh, Buddhism, they use this kind of mindfulness is really important uh, in mindfulness in everything you do, you drink tea. Um, basically in all Asia, in everybody who drink tea, they drink it in the calm moment, you know, they just, in Japan, they drink it in their own two little houses and they just sit there and they drink it, they pass it to the friend, they cook for everybody. All this kind of like a ritual, you know, mm -hmm. and, and people love it, you know, because I think when you concentrate, you really, um, you really taste everything what is inside of the tea and it's kind of like a meditation you know and uh and then you can share with friends like oh i taste this or somebody tastes something else and you're sharing and it's kind of tea is um also um a way socializing you know it's really interesting it's almost like uh how you were saying it it's almost like the wine tasting experience as well for the experts, you know, that they actually, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I, I don't drink a lot of wine, so I can't uh, fully save. So forgive me if I'm being stereotypical, but <laughs> when, when I see uh, people that actually understand and enjoy, like you see them fully enjoying every sip and they can close their eyes and, and detect where that wine is coming from and they'll describe it. Uh, I don't know what the words would be like, rich, bold, however. <laughs> I feel that that can be tr almost translated into tea as well. And there could be like tea tastings instead of wine tastings. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's basically almost the same. And it's famous uh, that uh, like wine lovers you know they are really into teas also because tea have the same qualities of you know the of this um, tasting qualities you know and all this process is kind of ritual you know and you love to taste it some people writing like for example they have a notebook and and they taste some kind of new tea or like some exotic tea or a very expensive one. So they note everything in a notebook, you know, okay, today I taste this and, to, and I taste this kind of thing and then this and this and that, you know, and they try and they always describe it in a notebook and then they compare it, you know, it's kind of a um, obsession in one way. <laughs> uh -huh. Oh, that sounds fun. And would you say that 
you know how how wines depending on the wine they pair it with different types of foods Do, would you say is this something that you've also noticed with teas um or or that you would even host maybe like a, a tea party like that where you pair it with different things <laughs> oh uh, actually i said about the picnic you know because paris is a city of picnics also <laughs> in summer it's so beautiful you want to have picnic everywhere and uh, um Yes, so basically now it's kind of a new trend. It's sort of trend coming alive more and more in Europe and in France. I think in US it's already kind of uh, entire way uh, um, into food and pairing of the teas. Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, some people cannot drink alcohol, they drink teas, you know. And some teas, they can really help you, for example, digestion or whatever. And uh, is there some teas they can... Um, influence or underlying taste of the certain dish uh yes it's really it's a new thing uh it's very becoming more and more popular it's not many books written on it yet mm -hmm. uh and everybody loves to to experiment with the tea what is also coming popular uh is um, tea and cooking because tea is very versatile drink you don't need to drink it only with cakes you can cook with tea you can do certain desserts Oh, um okay it's it's amazing you can uh, make amazing cookies with earl grey tea for example i do it for my friends everybody love it and um you can use it in uh, all sorts of things like for example in japan they they drink they eat in the morning uh um soup rice uh, with salmon and and something else um I don't remember exactly. And so basically they cover everything with a green tea. Oh, okay. And they eat this kind of thing in the morning. Oh, wow. That, that because sounds... they eat... <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know. They have a culture of eating salty things in the morning. So uh, yes, it's very different. But yes, they use this kind of stuff. And I have even the board... Um, on the Pinterest and it's written about cooking with tea and so basically you can do smoked chicken with tea or you can do like a uh, baked salmon with tea you know uh, black tea and all sorts of things okay so the the main ones that you've seen being used would be earl grey um, green tea and black tea? yes black tea and green tea yes some some teas are have some teas are smoked uh, during the process of, uh, you know, preparation. So it's called like smoked tea. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and they are great for making something like, for example, salmon, baked salmon, smoked salmon. I don't know. It depends what you have at home, like in terms of oven or whatever. And, uh, and for El Grey, it's really great for desserts with, um, which contains like citron uh the lemon um black choc um black chocolate the green tea like for example sucha because it has a little bitter taste but it has also kind of sweetness aftertaste of sweetness so basically it's great with any kind of dessert uh which has been made with a lot of cream uh cheese is great with sucha different kind of cheeses and uh and there is a lot of possibilities, but the thing is like, yes, it's not really well, uh, it's just coming in the trend. And the point is that you can experiment and discover your own, you know, uh, your own uh, pairings and try new things. It's, it's really uh, depends what you like. 
So when you say uh, that you added, for example, your cookies, you don't, you're not actually adding the herbs. You're actually adding, you make the tea first and then you pour it into the recipe, right? Uh, no, I add, for example, for Earl Grey, uh, I add for the cookies, I add entire leaf. Well, oh, okay. I, I kind of, I, it's, um, I break it a little bit and uh, to make it not to, not not to bring the entire whole one mm -hmm. but just uh, i break it and then i add it i add it to the dough and okay. um, and that's it and they continue you know rolling and making cookies oh, okay well I, I, do you have if you have any pictures um please send them <laughs> send them my way with the recipe <laughs> yeah next time next time i will cook i will <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Tag me on that one because I, I would actually love to see what it looks like. And who knows, maybe even try my my version over here because you're kind of far for me to go and try it. <laughs> um, so I am curious on how it comes out, but it sounds absolutely Oh, it's amazing. really good. It's really, uh, you can surprise your friends by doing it. Yeah. Okay. And um, well, I had such a, a wonderful time. I do love talking about teas because I feel that it just goes so hand in hand, not only with health, but what you mentioned with meditation, mindfulness, it's just such a full, full mind body experience I, I, that teas just brings to the table. Um, but to, so thank you so much for, for everything you shared. And it was absolutely amazing. I had a great time, but before we go, I did want to share a little bit of info of, um, Le Te Chic, right? So it's a subscription box that you have set up. Um, mm -hmm. And we talked a little bit before the episode that we do have some listeners that are in Europe and um, that are international. So can you explain a little bit um, where you, where you can, like basically where you, you ship your products to? Well, we ship kind of around the world, but at the moment we are just checking it in terms of we can if we can export the tea uh, to US. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, for Europe, it's not a problem. Inside of Europe, it's uh, I, we can ship anytime. And so basically, our subscription is about uh, a person, tea lover, going to our website and choosing do they want to subscribe on fifty grams of tea per month or one hundred grams of tea. One hundred grams is two flavors, and fifty is one flavor. And uh, then they are uh, confirming subscription. And at checkout, there is a small window and they will say to us, okay, I want a Earl Grey and Honey Bush this month. Can you send it to me? And basically they are choosing, they are in control of subscription and they're choosing what they like. Because I think it's really important to give people some kind of freedom and mm -hmm. not oppose them on some flavors because some people doesn't drink black tea or some people doesn't drink some other type of tea. And like this, they are free to, to choose what they like. Oh, so every month, basically, they can specify what they want. Yes, and we also provide free shipping. Okay, that's really cool. Okay, so basically for the listeners in the US, we're going to double check and we'll get back to you on that. I'll, I'll update you guys and um, I'll put like a little note on the actual episode uh, once we confirm. Um, for those listening that are in Europe, uh, definitely check out her website. You will see she has such... Uh, Daria has such like uh, her page is absolutely beautiful and uh, like the teas I just read on the, the description of the flavors and I mean you guys heard some of the descriptions here it's, uh, it sounds it's like mouth-watering I can't wait to try them uh, they sound <laughs> so good um, yeah so I'll definitely I'll, I'll keep everyone posted and you'll let me know 
and um yeah so it, it was it was great to be at, at your podcast uh, i'm so i'm so glad <laughs> you invited uh, me oh thank you so much Saria. And, and actually i i feel that there could be a a part two if you're up for it um with cooking with uh teas once you have experimented a little bit more and and share some of your experience with it because i'm really fascinated in that topic as well Definitely. I, I would love to share and uh, I would like also to, you know, people try it. Uh, it's a new experience, a new way of using tea. Yeah, for you. Exactly. And for cooking, I just find that um, you can really make um, just wonderful creations if you just experiment a little bit. And so this is right up my, my alley, basically. Uh, so thank you so much again, Daria. And until next time. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the NutriNet podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to be the first to know when a new episode is out. Also, if you enjoyed the episode, give the NutriNet podcast a review on Apple Podcasts. Once again, thank you for being part of the NutriNet community and until next time.